0: Now it's time
1: for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. 7-11, expecting a high of 41 today. Right now, 27 degrees. And last night's full city council meeting, close to two hours. I believe they... uh also had budget hearings. They've been having budget hearings. I think they've had like five or six or something. I don't know. So they're uh, they're doing that as well. But last night was a jam packed council meeting. We got to get right to it here on WMAY, ninety two seven ninety four seven and nine seventy AM. I'm Greg Bishop. Wake up super duper early, and digest the council meeting, bring you the highlights from last night's two hour meeting. Uh, here's Mayor Jim Langfelder honoring a local family from last night.
0: And it all comes down to supporting one another and supporting our community. And the Reich family has done that through the years. And just from the brief knowledge that I have, uh, you know, they've helped establish Washington Park, Blessed Sacrament uh, Church and Parish. And the YMCA, I think the YWCA, so they have a lot of uh, strong belongings to Springfield.
1: And he read a proclamation.
0: Do hereby recognize the important work of Edward and the Reich family, and hereby proclaim that March 1st, 2021, shall be Edward L. Reich Day, which commemorates his birthday and his life here in Springfield. So thank you very much.
1: Very cool stuff. Uh, And they had uh, the son uh, there to accept that proclamation. My mom used to say,
2: uh, if your faith looks in the mirror, it sees your works. If you don't see works, then your faith isn't there. And my dad was a very faithful man, too. So thank you all very much. This is a great honor. And this is going to hopefully we'll get this out to our wholesalers. And we'll sell a bunch of rice beer on dad's birthday and raise a bunch of money for the Springfield community. So thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you,
1: man. You. Very cool. Uh, and definitely going to have to get out there and get some of that rice beer because uh, it's also a fundraiser, which is uh, uh, you know a win-win for everybody involved. You get to get a delicious sip of some beers. and. Uh, they get to raise some money for some uh, good causes. Uh, moving on, a lot of other city business last night. And something that pops up multiple times deals with the aldermen being remote and the access the public has to the council. Uh, but before we get to that, an update on the sports complex proposal. That's supposed to be out there at uh, you know near Shields, and they were setting up some uh, incentive programs and getting all of the, uh, the project uh, agreement put together and the development agreement put together. But it's got to pass the City Council first, and they've held this thing back now for weeks. Uh, here's the status from Corporation Council Jim Zirkle.
3: Uh, There There is a uh, draft of the uh, developer's agreement that has been presented to them that the mayor uh, has uh, has approved and has been also provided to uh, Alderwoman uh, DeCenso. Uh,
1: and he continues on with uh, you know some of the concerns that we're, you know they're dealing with the agreement and various aspects of it. They're still coming to uh, some final terms,
3: and in turn, uh, it was my understanding that they or there had been a kind of a general request to set this back just to allow more time for some further discussion on some of those issues, plus just to have it be past the uh, uh, you know the budget process.
1: So uh, we'll hear more about that, I would imagine, in the future. No question about it. Uh, moving on, let's get into uh, an issue where uh, CWLP has uh, an ordinance to essentially get a contract for a developer to come in and make some plans for dealing with ponds that the uh, utility uses as part of the generation of uh, its, its, its offerings, its resources, its energy, its water, and so on. Uh, so they're moving forward with this idea, but uh, there were some questions, and uh, somebody in particular from the citizenry wanted to address the council, but apparently was temporarily blocked. Here's Alderwoman Um,
4: A constituent of mine signed up to speak and was told that she can't speak via Zoom, yet we have Hanson on the line that's able to speak via Zoom. So... I don't know what the problem is. Half of us are via Zoom. So can you please let Elizabeth Scrafford in to speak via Zoom?
1: So uh, she apparently was on Zoom at one point, but was knocked off. But uh, you have this ongoing uh, question uh, about participation via virtual uh, means, via, via Zoom. And what about the public? Should we just let anybody in the general public announce that they're going to address the, the committee or address the council? Here's Mayor Jim Langfelder
0: the reason that we want people here in uh, person to speak to the council is because uh, we just don't want it up open it up to the whole country or world or wherever you want to zoom from so if someone wants to speak they should come and uh and speak to the council
4: anyone correctly. can sign up to speak that's always been your rule i mean so we change it for in this person. one individual I that's insanity
0: to when the council chamber is open uh, we change it where they need to come out in person and sign up to speak so that's the preference on
1: an ordinance item so, uh, they went ahead and postponed dealing with that issue uh, so they could line up Elizabeth to address the council via Zoom. Uh, but there were also questions about Sierra Club embroiled in a lawsuit with CWLP and whether it was appropriate for them to have somebody from Sierra Club instead of an attorney get up there to uh, address questions and whatnot. So, uh, we'll hear back, uh, we'll revisit that coming up. So, stay tuned. Next, we get to the contentious issue of the TIF extension and the city going to the park district to get a letter of recommendation. And support so they can go to the legislature to get a TIF extended. But that comes with a payout of uh, like $600 plus thousand dollars. Uh, so we'll get to that issue, including uh, a visit to the council chambers from a. Sp- Former Springfield alderman turned uh, park board trustee. Uh, and the back and forth also includes conversations about older people being remote and some of the complications that causes. So stay tuned. That's on the way here with the council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Last night's nearly two hour long council meeting, uh, there were a lot of back and forth about uh, meeting virtually for some older people while others were in chamber. And we really heard that come to a head last night when the discussion was uh, moving forward about a, a deal with the park districts to get their support for extending a TIF district. Uh, and we've heard the debate back and forth about, you know, is this going to be an upfront payment? What are the projects involved here? And so on. But some aldermen wanted some amendments to that measure. Uh, so it was brought up that uh, one amendment was filed and Alderwoman Turner was not in the chamber. She was remote and she saw that first amendment, but not a second amendment that apparently uh, surfaced last minute. Here's some of the confusion that generated from having some older people in chambers and some doing remote.
5: I did not get an amendment number two. We're, no, we don't have that. I, don't, I did not get that.
3: that. And that's because it got done literally in the last hour, but there, were, there are some hard copies here. I didn't I'm oriented. not
5: there, so I'm, I'm making a motion that we hold this in committee until I can have the amendment that I requested. Everybody else in chambers can have my amendment and I can't.
0: Well, we can read it and uh, see if it's I, right no, I, you like it. I and if not, see we can it. change it.
5: Maybe I have questions about it. Maybe I have other things I want to add to it. Can, I would like to make a motion that this is held until everyone has the amendments. Second.
0: Well, if that's the case, then we will have a special council meeting uh, before the committee as a whole, because uh, as we know, the uh, legislature is coming in for session, I think in February.
5: It's not my fault that I did not receive the amendment. I requested the amendment in a, in enough time to receive it, and it I didn't get it. So I, it's not my fault.
1: So she made a motion to uh, keep it in committee until the amendment could be advanced and uh, reviewed. Uh But there's, you know, the issue of the park board also has to uh, take this up as well. Uh, So there's some back and forth about whether or not to keep this in committee, but there was an initial um, motion to advance this. So then they started raising questions about the process and you know, Robert's rules of orders. And whenever you got one motion on the table, you got to deal with that motion. You can't have a second motion for something else and so on. Uh, Here's the mayor and some more confusion added to all of this.
0: One is that's why it's preferred that everybody comes back into council so we can. operate as a city council for one and we can argue that all day long but the other one is we should proceed with the discussion of amendment one and move forward and take the vote and have the discussion the park district representatives are here and move forward but uh so you're so you're suggesting
5: that you just disregard my request for an amendment and you just vote on what you have there that's very disrespectful that's it's not disrespectful to I'm me as a is... council member and it's disrespectful to the community that i represent
1: more uh, problems arising with uh, some people in chamber versus some uh, that are doing a virtual um, Aldermatic work.
0: If I may, please. Uh, just a minute. Chair has mm. the motion, and, uh, and that's, you know, we have this over-talking, which is part of the challenges we have. But really what we're trying to get to is we've had this done previously. I understand the frustration of Alderwoman Turner. Uh, we've had amendments on the floor. Um, I, you know, We're sorry that it didn't get to you. It should have gotten to you uh, with regards to the amendment, uh, but it's not out of the ordinary where it's heard and amendments
1: happen on the floor. I've covered that here on the Council Roundup time and again, and it's always uh, an issue of... You know they want to change something here and there and tweak some language and it's a, a, a vocal conversation with the corporation council and they come to an agreement and it's all on record uh, you would imagine that that still would be able to take place in person uh or, or even virtually because they could still have conversations however there is sometimes where you get a little bit of crosstalk as uh the mayor highlighted there here's all the woman conley
6: just to to the issue at hand the vote of an amendment that we received at 557 by email, and that's that's amendment number one. Um, I would ask that um, due to the late nature of getting this language, that we do hold these, this entire action.
1: So, again, another motion to hold it. Here's Alderman Ralph Hanauer, who I believe was in chamber last night. I made the motion for
7: final passage.
1: And I can tell because his voice sounds muffled because he's wearing a mask in chambers.
7: I made the motion for final passage, and I apologize, uh, Alderman Turner. I didn't know that you guys did not get the other amendments. Uh, what I would would ask is, and I have no problem uh, pulling that and holding this until a special meeting, but I would ask, with the with, since we do have the park district here, for a motion of discussion.
1: So, uh, moving forward with another motion now, uh, and it's to have a discussion. Uh, former Alderman Chris Tylan who is on the park board, he was there last night to address some of the concerns that have been raised in the past few weeks.
2: The other tabs were requested during the time that we discussed with the mayor's office. It has Comercox Park, it has Chamberlain, and it has Robin Roberts Stadium. Those were additional sites that could potentially, as Alderman Gregory's amendment kind of points out, could potentially see uh, projects that
1: are very needed. So Alderman Gregory's Amendment 1 uh, has already been discussed to a degree, but it's the Second Amendment from Alderwoman Turner that uh, they have yet to see. Uh, But uh, Chris Tylan, board trustee, he uh, continues talking about the the park board and the uh, importance for them to uh, be part of this agreement.
2: We're limited by property tax. So TIF districts affect us more than they might affect the, the city or the county or even now the school board after they pass that sales tax. We are pretty limited on our income sources.
1: And uh, we have more uh, about uh, the various playgrounds and the types of things that they could purchase and the projects for the playgrounds and the parks, uh, especially if they get this money up front.
2: But when you start talking about having the playground equipment, the zip line, some of the other toys and things, the musical instruments, find something that's, you know, with the area that alderman proctor represents i know that we've got the uh the art studio in that area maybe something that uh instead of focusing on music maybe we we tailor it to where we're focusing on some of the arts and tie in with that for that neighborhood but there's a lot of moving parts here and the reason i got involved is because i didn't want to see this deal fall apart and have everybody walk away when I think that this is a win-win for both sides if we actually can bring it together.
1: So uh, former Springfield Alderman Chris Tideland, who's now a park board member there last night, back in the council chambers uh, and uh, addressing the council on this ordinance that essentially would have the park district sign off on a letter um, supporting the extension of some TIF districts uh, as long as they get uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, up front. Uh, We'll hear from some other aldermen and including Derek Harms from the Park District answering some questions as well. Plus, we'll uh, get back to the woman from Sierra Club who uh, wanted to address the council earlier but then came back and uh, she chastised the mayor for his stance on virtual uh, participation from the public. Uh, And we'll talk railroad relocation with a lot of back and forth there as well. It's all on the way. The council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Last night's city council meeting a variety of issues brought up. One was the issue of the Park District wanting six hundred plus thousand dollars to sign off on a letter of acceptance and support for extending a TIF district. And uh, it's got some alder people wanting amendments and some certainties and some guarantees. Uh, Alderman Chuck Redpath last night, after a conversation about whether an amendment was going to move forward or if they were going to postpone dealing with this overall ordinance until all amendments could be reviewed, here is Alderman Redpath.
7: Uh, if we can call a special council meeting for maybe next Tuesday yep. uh, prior to that so we can handle this situation. Because uh, your, your meeting is next Wednesday, Correct. That's our committee. So then, then we'll have, we got to have some debate about this to make sure that everybody's comfortable with where we're going. So,
1: so we uh, have uh, the possibility of a special city council meeting next week um, on top of the committee of the whole uh, to deal with this. Uh, more with uh, Alderman Redpath, and you'll also hear the uh, park board, um, Derek Harms. I believe he's the president of the park board or he's uh, no, the park district. I can't remember his actual title superintendent of the park district, either way. Uh, Here's Derek Harms uh, with the park district talking with uh, Alderman Redpath.
7: So what if this fails? What are you gonna do with those projects? They won't be, the projects won't go forward?
0: Well, if this board doesn't approve it, then I I don't think that the park board would submit a letter of support for the TIF. I don't know what that means in legislation. It's possible that the TIF district expires. At that point, we'd collect the money from the county, and and then the park board would be given discretion to spend that money, not necessarily at those two parks.
7: But you won't get the money up front. You're going to get it through increments over the
0: the next 10 or 12 years. That's correct. Okay. Yep. Thank you.
1: Here's the mayor. Um, More about this back and forth?
0: Essentially, uh, what uh, we would do is approve the process for the park district, specifically with this ordinance. So, like your amendment, if it comes forward, whatever the shape that is, uh, that would be codified to move forward in that direction.
1: And uh, a couple of more uh, back and forths here about the uh, proposal and the uh, when they're exactly they're going to take this up or deal with amendments. Here's Alderwoman Turner.
5: And this arrangement comports with the state TIF laws?
3: Yeah, with, with, uh, without question.
1: And Alderwoman Conley has more
3: questions as so well. Does it
6: allow us to make it a, a blanket payment up front without any um, invoices or work having been done?
3: Um, I think that that is a matter of discretion provided, however, the agreement indicates that they have to make reports on exactly how the money is spent and in turn uh, they provided us both a list of projects and compliance with the TIF eligibility requirements. It's a different circumstance because of it being a separate governmental body.
1: So, uh, what ultimately is going to happen with this is they held it, and uh, they're going to bring it back up, I imagine, with a uh, special uh, city council meeting uh, sometime next week. Uh, So, after they dealt with that, they were able to get the citizen uh, wanting to address CWLP and their handling of ash and lime ponds, and uh, that was Elizabeth with Sierra Club, but before she got into her issues with the CWLP uh, project, she wanted to... Make sure her voice was heard about uh, the mayor's uh, statements concerning public participation via Zoom. Uh,
6: Kristen DeCenzo for advocating for me to get in. I'd like to just start, first of all, by reminding you all that we are in a pandemic. I just looked up the numbers. 443,000 people have died. That's nearly three times. The amount of people who live in the city of Springfield and you are the leaders of the city of Springfield
1: Iowa right, well, that that's that stat there I mean that's just okay <laughs> yeah uh, nationwide there have been more than four hundred thousand and every life lost is is horrible but to, to somehow say that that's why I, I don't know you, you can't just say well that's you know three times the size of the city of Springfield anyways well uh, here's more.
6: Mayor Langfelder, you should not be encouraging anyone to come down to council chambers right now. Your job as the leader of the city should be to tell everyone to stay safe and stay home. I'm doing my part, every which way I can. It makes me sick to think that you would ask ask anyone. I don't. I'm not so much concerned about myself as I am about other people. So first off, you you need to reconsider. Um, this measure of not allowing people to speak virtually.
1: Well, I mean, you are speaking virtually, and it was allowed, but okay. Here's more from um, the the Sierra Club representative.
6: I apologize by starting by scolding you, but um, I'm pretty upset that 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 would even be uh, something that you would ask tonight. So I need to state that very clearly um,
1: off the bat. And then she went on to address some of her questions about uh, the CWLP project. uh, And uh, it was a range of questions about, you know, the depth of the ponds and some ins and outs and technical aspects and and whatnot. But um, uh, the mayor quickly responded uh, to the uh, criticism of uh, whether or not certain people should be allowed or not allowed to uh, participate virtually. And uh, with regards to
0: people speaking in the uh, chambers, I think you have a... Good concern with regards to the health. Uh, there's another way you can uh, you can submit your you know items in writing, but uh, we will uh, allow people from Springfield to speak. Now, this was a process that uh, was thrust upon me. I don't run the council chambers with regards to organizing the meeting. But I do uh, coordinate the meeting once it's here. And so for people from Springfield, that would be allowed. People outside of Springfield will definitely have to come in because we have had individuals outside the city coming in, and no offense to them, they make comments, which is fine. They should do it in writing or come in person.
1: So that's uh, uh, the mayor talking about um, public participation in a virtual setting. Uh, after that, Doug Brown with CWLP got up to address some of the questions raised by the Sierra Club and said that he's going to have to get back to them about some of the technical aspects. Um, on to a conversation now that we've had on this uh, program time and again, and that's about rail relocation and the ongoing uh, you know buyouts of certain you know. Uh, Certain buildings uh, over others and a lot of citizens are getting frustrated and their older people are hearing about it for sure uh, because the rail relocation project is uh, man woof and put a pinch on some people uh, and their sanity uh, we've heard some citizens addressing the council on uh, uh, just the ongoing construction work and how it's it's just it's damaging their homes and uh, causing uh, nightmarish conditions for them and the vibrations and so on uh, but here's more on that rail relocation with one in particular brought up again last night.
2: So it's, I'm not doing this to make a point. I'm just trying to make this that...
1: And that's Alderman Proctor uh, talking about how he wants to hold one of these measures to buy out a property uh, to get more information.
2: So it's, I'm not doing this to make a point. I'm just trying to make this that I understand fully how these processes are going to be done. We're having a meeting, I think, on Thursday at 3 o'clock that Hans has put together to kind of discuss these differences. And I'd like some answers from that meeting before voting on this one.
1: So um, may see uh, more information about this, more discussion about rail relocation. Here's Alderwoman Kristen Desenso, who's been very vocal about getting more information and addressing the concerns of citizens in her jurisdiction.
4: As everyone knows, I've been speaking about this for months. And this one parcel, what they're paying for this one, what we're going to vote on to pay for this one parcel could solve Sam Arnold and Ruby Sherpinsky and Sean Newber's problems. Period.
1: These are some citizens that obviously are having some problems with the rail relocation.
4: About five hundred thousand dollars would settle a lot of these issues in Ward Six, and I don't even know what, what's coming in Ward Five.
1: More from the Alderman.
4: These these are real people that live in these houses that have to get out
1: to go
0: to
4: work, um, that have to you know get out to get groceries.
1: And Alderman Sean Gregory also has concerns, and he's looking for information. Says it's hard to get it. If
2: I could just say one thing, I, you know, this this whole railroad thing is, is very, very frustrating. And, and and the gentleman from Hanson on the phone, our, you know, our alderman, we have to get some
1: callbacks on these questions. Dan, he feels that they're not getting callbacks on questions that they're raising and they need those questions to move forward. Uh, here's the mayor.
0: What's going to happen is you'll get the information on Proctor and Alderman Desenzo and then somebody else won't. So we really need to have a public presentation or a public meeting. Uh, to answer these questions so everybody can get on the same page.
1: And that public meeting uh, could very well happen. Here's uh, Alderman donnellan talking about another aspect he'd like to see aside from just a public hearing.
2: I think it would be helpful, in addition to what the mayor described as far as a public meeting, if we had uh, just a one-pager that we could keep in our desk that uh, just explained... Uh, you know, the funds that are involved, uh, what we can use the federal slash state funds uh, for as far as purchasing property, and then if if things, uh, if if properties fall outside of that, and I'm using engineering terms, scope, then we can, you know, that's when the city funds are involved and what city funds are potentially uh, at at our uh, disposals.
1: Alderman Hanauer also raising concern about uh, the overall rail relocation and uh, the, the conversations and the, the lack of uh, just general information and so on.
7: On the first initial ones, we got together, we said, let's let's get this taken care of. We're getting to the point where we're seeing some of these people and we're spending so much staff time. It would be cheaper just to, to take care of it at the beginning and save the staff time. You know, we can pay the money. We do not get the time back. And our staff time is limited.
1: More from Alderman Hanauer.
7: So I would just say, can we get a map? Can we get something from what we've done so far and apply it going forward? It just makes sense to me.
1: So, we're going to have some kind of public hearing about rail relocation, and I think it's going to be uh, important that people impacted by this uh, plug in. Uh, How that's going to happen, is it going to be a public hearing, or is it going to be a bunch of uh, people taking part via Zoom uh, to watch this? I don't know, but uh, one last point on the virtual aspect of uh, the legislative process within the city council. Here's Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso.
4: Uh, you made a reference to wanting everyone back at the council and people are no longer allowed to you know, participate via Zoom, and I just think that's a bad move. Um, you know, festivals have been canceled through May is what I am being told. Um, our numbers are looking great. We're doing a fantastic job right now, but I think it should be a personal choice. I mean, some of us aren't back in our offices yet. Um, You know, I I don't think we are here working. We are here participating. Just because we're not, we don't have to be there physically. I think if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's that we don't have to be there to actually get the work done. Would we all rather be there? Is it easier? Absolutely, of course. But I mean, whatever makes sense, then let the person make that choice for themselves and for their families and for their parents.
1: What do you think? I want to hear from you. 217-629-7970. Should the aldermen be back in the chambers? That's next with your phone calls. It's the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.